Good morning. Good morning, afternoon, actually, but anyway, good day. Okay. Depends. People could be listening to this at night, so good evening to those who are listening to this at night. So it's been two weeks, and um, we, um, I know we were chatting earlier, and you said, you know what, I'll, let's do it now. So I said, okay, let's do it now. So um, obviously something's pressing on your heart. I'm hoping it's going to be pressing on yours too. Okay, okay no, probably, probably, maybe, but, but what is it? Well, I'm sure when I press the button, then the the fountains of wisdom will ah, pour forth, ah, okay. so, so it'll be good. Okay, so, so what what's in your mind today? Well, currently in the news, we've had this whole in the news and when I talk about news I speak specifically mainstream but it's overflowing everywhere is the issue of Hamas which is a Palestinian terrorist so-called terrorist organization Muslim extremists who supposedly crept into Israel they had 400 or so parachutes apparently drop into Israel come across the border rape and pillage, supposedly, and uh, decapitate babies and, you know, take people hostages. And all of this information was flashed all over the news. And it's the Muslims against the Jews. And because of the, the issues, now everybody and their dog are weighing in on how or what this means. And because it's, it's Jews now, it becomes an Israel issue. And because it's an Israel issue, then all the Christians chime in. So you've got the Christians chiming in, and it's it's an emotionally driven issue again. And it's, so oh... What, so what does that remind you of? Have, have, has, has the media ever done this before? Are you reading my mind? <laughs> yes, the media has been doing this consistently over many years, but it's specifically in the last three and a half years, there's a trend. So like what? This reminds me of Ukraine and Russia. Okay. The Ukraine-Russia war has been going on since 2014, but suddenly it's like this... 2014? 2014 was yeah. when the, it really escalated. And suddenly there was a spotlight on the Ukraine-Russia war in 2022. There's a few... Images of war, which we now know are actually just regurgitated images, green screen stories with, with reporters, and suddenly hundreds of billions of dollars are laundered into the Ukraine from the Western world. All of military equipment is sent there, and there's this never-ending war that keeps going on. Okay, but anything else from the media? What about Black Lives Matter? So Black Lives so Matter. So basically what you're saying is there's such a thing as separation of trying to separate people. Divide, division, trying yeah. to create division. Division. And I really, I sincerely believe it's division. And they're the ones that are trying to cause the division, but yet they're the ones that, that shout foul, foul, you causing division. But That's they, right. they're the ones that are doing that. I mean, I can I can list them. It's it's the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. It's the masks, the unmasked. It's the, the Black Lives Matter. It's the indigenous children, every child matters it's the russia ukraine war it's the um the truckers versus the non-truckers it's the freedom fighters versus the non-freedom fighters the liberals versus the conservatives the democrats against the republicans honestly the division it's the 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 reformed christians against the evangelical christians think of the asbury revival it's the the catholics and the protestants and muslims and the jews it's and then now you've got there's just 
and so now everybody who thought they were on the same team are now divided because you have this group of people who say, well, it's not really, Israel's not really very important because it's not the same Israel of, as of the Bible. And then you have this other group of Christians saying, well, Israel's not important because actually Israel's replacement theology is being replaced by the Christians. You have another group saying, Israel's the apple of God's eye. We have to fight for Israel. Another group saying, destroy those, those, those terrorists. Just destroy them. Make them into a parking lot. And I'm just, I just, I just sat back and I think, do you hear yourself speaking, people? Okay, so, so I know I put a lot in that. No, but so what, I want to understand what is the controversial topic that you want to talk about today? Because there's a lot in there. Okay, so you and I agree. Because, because if you, if you, if the controversial topic would be something like, oh, there's division and division is wrong. That's was, not controversial. That's not controversial because Yeshua himself says, I've come to bring division. Uh, but that's a different a sword, situation, right? right? Like, Father against his mother. So Yeshua himself brings division. And, right? Okay, so that's one area to talk about. Because when, when Yeshua says, I came to bring division. Mm-hmm. I, did not bring, I did not come to bring peace on this world. Yeah. I did not come to bring peace. Yeah, but I, even, I looked this up even yesterday. I was, I, I, I was, it was in, in the New Testament, right? He mm-hmm. says, um, Yeshua said, uh, if I go to Matthew. Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. But there's another one where he says, um, where he says, I think it's in, in Luke, he says, division. Yes, do you suppose I came to give peace on earth? I tell you, not all, but rather division. Luke twelve fifty one. But But that division is very different from this man-made division, correct? Yeah, so what I'm saying is how the kingdom of dark and the kingdom of light works. So the kingdom of light actually shines light and shows truth. And when there's truth... People are set free. People are set free if they want to be free or they run away. Right. right? So there's a division between light and, and darkness. Dark. So There's a division between accepting Yeshua or not. Yeah. Right? Again, the, the, I want to sh- show you that there is a, a point, there is a place for division. Right? Of course. Uh, and, and I think sometimes we say, oh, all division is wrong. No, there is a place for the division. And when there's a, a concept of truth, which there is, and, and there's a light on the truth, then there is a division. The truth divides, correct? So every time... Um, every time God does something, the devil does something as well, but he's a counterfeit, right? So if it talks about sacrifices, he also has a sacrifice. If he talks about um, drinking blood, uh, like drinking the the um, um, the, um, the Lord's Supper, he also has stuff that he drinks. So you can see this is a counter uh, uh, a fakeness. Yes. That what he Me. does to try and so when you talk about division, yes, so he's going to try and cause division, but his division is not single focus. So Yeshua is, is single focus. It's light, darkness, truth. truth. No, that's it. Yes, not a division in every single thing, right? Whereas division with he's causing division. Like the list I just mentioned. Yeah, like notice the the, the concept of he tries to muddy the water, saying, okay, well, there's division between. Blacks and whites, or there's divisions between Asians and Caucasians. There's division between Ukrainians and Russians, even though they basically, basically siblings. Yeah, the same kind of group of people. People group, yeah. So yes, his job is to cause division. So the reason, but why do you think he causes division? What, what, what is his objective? Well, I mean, first, what is Yeshua's objective when he causes division? Well, what is his purpose? His purpose is to bring people to truth. Yeah. Uh, and to set them free. So then that people can see a contrast between light and darkness. And they go, oh, I want the light. And, and I don't I think darkness. he's intentionally causing the division. But he elevates himself and the truth and, 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 and what, is, what, is, what is light 
So, and that the outfall of that is division. Division's not the, the, the first, the overall intent, right? Whereas with the enemy, division is the overall intent. Why? Because he wants to bring destruction, to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10, 10. Okay. my favorite verse. John 10.10, 10. the devil does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay, and, and, and then you have another question. So Why, before we go on, I just want to division. clarify, I'm not saying that what is happening in Israel and Palestine is not real. I'm not saying it's a red flag and it's made up and it's fake. Mm-hmm. I do believe there's a, there, there's a conflict. And I, there may, in, in all the division that the enemy creates, there are innocent victims and there are casualties of war and there's destruction and there's heartache and there's, there's pain and brokenness and trauma. And I do believe that's also where the Lord comes in and, 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 and delivers and restores and, and, and sets free. But I, I just want to clarify, I'm not saying that this whole Israel-Hamas thing is a red flag. But why is there sudden, you know, I have to ask the question, why does the mainstream media suddenly focus on it? It's been going on for years, 50, at least 50 years. Why? Yeah, but the, the extent of the killings is not like the extent that's been recently. How right? do you know? Well, according to the news. Okay, news. according to the news. Well, Why do all also, people... You also, you also see more images. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm seeing more images of bombs by general people, not necessarily just by the mainstream media, but you get these flashes of, of people saying, look, people, and there's explosions taking place. But you know that, that, that Google and all those who control the tech only allow as much to come through as, 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 they, as they can, right? So... There is an escalation. Of course there is. But the fact is, I have heard many Israeli soldiers talk about how they sit on the border. They have sat on the border. And they have a four-hour shift where they're not even allowed to flinch. They're not allowed to move. Their eyes are single-mindedly focused on watching that border. And they say if a cockroach crosses that little border, they are alerted of it instantly. So you're saying that this was organized? That I'm asking the questions, could this be organized that you would have these 400 people infiltrate on the Sabbath, on 50 years, 50 years after the Six-Day War, after the Festival of Sukkot, uh, uh, which is a festival of tabernacles? Are you saying this is the same thing as 9-11, where the buildings fall down exactly in the same place, or or you can see the, the images of the airplane flying in is actually at, at a side angle? Um, I believe all war is created and designed with with the with, with with an intention to well be a distraction from what's really going on and, and there's alternative so what methods, so alternative myth. But for me that that is not really as controversial because I think anybody well that's the part that really make that disturbs me is that so many people who have been called like you think about Trudeau and Biden and and these 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 politicians who we know are straight from the the enemy from the devil, they call anybody who didn't get vaccinated, they called them, uh, called us called them names. They said you fringe minority, right wing Christian nationalists. Biden calls them terrorists. They hate Christians. But all of a sudden now, oh, we're on the side of Israel. We're on the side of Israel. Doesn't that just say to you, hmm, there's something wrong? Why all of a sudden do we do, do are we all following along blindly with these with the, these people who we know have not have ever hated Christians and Jews for so long? So your controversial topic that I just want to make sure I get um, clear. I know it's like ten minutes in. So the controversial topic is 
why is the media supporting Israel? So it's firstly... Okay, yeah. let, let, I can clarify the controversial topic. Yeah. The controversial topic, you know, I, I'm not falling for all this stuff again. I've seen the pattern too long. I know the Lord said to me, every time something happens, watch, wait, and pray. Because just just look at it. Don't like don't jump on the bandwagon like everybody who's now changing their their, their, their pictures to the the flag, the flag what they call it the David Star of David, which isn't even from the, the scripture. My controversial topic that I want to discuss is the reactions of Christians. What should what and how should Christians react to what is going on? Because I've heard Christians who who've really been on the right side of everything for the last three and a half years saying, "Go in and Israel needs to go in and turn Hamas, uh, the state of Palestine or, or Hamas into a parking lot by the morning," and you hear and you hear all the, the this vitriol coming from Christians against the Palestinian people, and I'm thinking. Are you not becoming exactly what you're accusing the Palestinians of? There's a group of terrorists or group of people who are perpetrating this. It's not every single Palestinian person. These Palestinian people have families too. And I don't hear anybody saying, we need to pray for the Palestinian families, for their children. Um, The number one thing Christians should be focusing on is souls. Souls should be saved. This is not about elevating the sure. Jews, but it becomes so emotional because of Israel. So the controversial part for me is why and how do Christians conflict, conflate Israel with this concept of, of I don't know, it's almost like an idolatry for, they, and they, they, they blame the Lord. They say, well, it's apple of God's eye. And is the Israel today even the Israel of the Bible? You know, are the Jews of today who can't even see Jesus as Messiah, are they the people that, that God that God's chosen people? How does one uh, sift through all these data points, well, taking the emotion out of it, which I know you're very good at? Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I look at it from the scripture perspective. So are we to pray for the peace of Jerusalem? For the peace of Jerusalem. Is yes. Jerusalem Israel? No, but are we to pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. A- absolutely, 100%. So we are to, we, we to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Do you see anywhere else in Scripture that we are to pray for the peace of, say, Egypt or uh, the peace of anything else? Do you, did you see that? That that is my one my one. I'm asking you. Just, I don't see yes no. pray for Israel. But did, you, did you say pray for? Uh, but th- this is what I do see. I'm asking you a question. Pray for Israel. Yes. No. Pay for the peace of Jerusalem. The answer is yes or no. Peace of Jerusalem. Yes. Peace of Jerusalem. So what absolutely. does the peace look like? The peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122 verse 6. Yes. So, so what would that look like? May all those who, pro- who, who love you prosper. Yes. Yes. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. Okay. So that is a peace. In other words, not being attacked. Okay. That's in Jerusalem. That's in Jerusalem. But again, Jerusalem is, is, is the, the epicenter of Israel. Right, so it's like it's like the heart of Israel. Right. So, so now my, the next question is: Okay, so if 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 we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and that's a, you could say an Old Testament scripture, the New Testament scripture would be: I pray for the peace of Jerusalem, like Paul prays in Romans eight, as Romans sorry Romans eleven, that the eyes of the understanding may be enlightened, that they can come to the the truth of Christ, that they come to Yeshua as the come to Yeshua as the Messiah. That is the true peace. So we are to continue to pray for Jerusalem. And from the scripture, throughout scripture, 
you don't see a replacement theology garbage. Actually, Israel is going to be, God is going to, has a special plan for Israel. He has blinded, the Bible says in Romans 11, that he has blinded the eyes um, so that fulfillment, for time, right? I think it's in Romans 11, verse 24, 25, around there. So he's, he's blinded the eyes for a period of time until until the the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Is it there? You're looking for it? Gentiles fulfilled. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's verse 25. What does it say? He says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Wise in your own opinion. There's too many people wise in their own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel. Notice that Israel that he's referring to is not the replacement theology nonsense. We should come back to that. Until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Okay, so so, so the Gentiles are unbelievers. These yes. are the pagans. Come in. Come into what? Into the fullness of the understanding of who Yeshua is and, as Messiah. And that's why later talks about that we're grafted into Israel. Right. And they're not grafted into us. We're grafted in there. Right? So we have to honor Israel. We have to honor God's people. Okay? Right. Um, and we are not to bring any judgment against God's people. God himself will bring judgment. So, for example, when the Israelites throughout the centuries, um, and I've seen this, that um, from... Um, going into Egypt, to Babylon, to Assyria, a lot of these times, they were actually doing bad stuff. Okay, except for going into Egypt. But after that, they, be, they did some bad stuff. They were worshipping idols, and then God had enough with them. And then they sold them into, um, into Babylon, where they felt the consequences. Then after Babylon, it was uh, Media Persia, then, um, and so forth and so on, and Greece and Rome. And... and their idolatry, they felt the consequences. God was the one that gave them the consequences. Then, the, then there was reestablished somewhat under Rome. And then after Rome, they reject Yeshua as the Messiah. They actually lied. They cheated. They, they supposedly followed the law, but they didn't follow the law. And they crucified the Messiah. And then they go and they say, let the blood be upon us and our children. I'm thinking, well, it did come upon you. That's why 30 years later or 40 years later, the temple was destroyed in Babylon. Well, in Jerusalem. And it was destroyed because it was like a Babylon. That's what Jerusalem was like, a Babylon. But notice, God brought the destruction. So it wasn't, oh, we need to bring destruction on, on God's people. God forbid we do that. God will sort them out. Our job is to honor God. Um, pray for his people, pray for peace that they come to the Messiah. I think that's what our job is. But it's not just for them. It's also for the Palestinians that are in another place. Exactly. Okay, so I, I, I get that. And also when I hear the news, I'm also in the, in the same camp. For me, I was shocked. I saw these images of this party. And then I, and then I saw them running away from the the scene. And then everybody coming and then being taken and the cars driving away. And I think everybody's seen that. But what what is surprising for me, because I... Those have been, well, I don't know what you've seen, but those have been debunked too. Even the decapitated babies, it's been debunked. Well, again... We, I mean, you never know who's, who's telling the truth on either side. Who's the, uh, exactly. I, I remember them saying, oh, the Holocaust was debunked. And they make proof of going, I don't believe the Holocaust was debunked. 
there's too much evidence of the Holy, uh, um, Holocaust. Plus, you have survivors talking about it. So you know, but not, the Holocaust wasn't but, necessarily but, just Jewish people either. There were many Christians and and Gentiles. But, but, but people too. say it was wasn't true. It wasn't true. It wasn't true. This lie. So so just because someone says this, yes, so it doesn't right. mean it's so. They were concentration and, camps. And just like you have the left liars, you have the right liars. Of course. Of okay. Course. So uh, it's the fact, truth is what we seek. Yes. Right. So so I um, so I look at this. For me, is is this okay? They're having a party, and in this party. People are having, I don't know what celebration it was. It was some kind of rave. They called it a rave. But they were having a party. Yeah. On the Sabbath. I'm thinking, firstly, in terms of the Sabbath, it was it's on the Sabbath. Sorry, it's on the Sabbath. But I'm looking at this and going, you know, according to Isaiah 58, they shouldn't be doing their own pleasure on that day. So fundamentally, you're breaking the Sabbath already. You Jewish people, and you should know better. Now, number one. Number two, what I was shocked about, I saw an image of a Buddha. A giant Buddha. A giant Buddha. As tall as... As, um, the ceiling of the tent. Well, it, 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 it stood above the tent. So I'm thinking, not only are you breaking the Sabbath, but now you have an adult, and now yet you call these people Jewish people? Are they really Jewish people? Or are they somebody else? Or is it just fake news uh, News trying to take something where there was a panic and then it spread, and, and, and now you're making it into a Jewish people attack? So I, I agree, Andre, and, and I think that's 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 what's really... Laying on my heart is the issue of, of, of how do we respond as Christians to what's going on instead of jumping on the emotional bandwagon, bandwagon jumping on this. I mean, I, I want to just go back to the replacement theology because I don't know if our listeners actually understand what that, that doctrine is. So just can you take a, just explain it in, in, a, in a sentence or two? Well, they just say that every, every time you see a promise of God given to Israel, that was a promise given to the church from the Old Testament as well. Yeah, so that was a promise to the church, and 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 so you find out, say, God promised Israel. He actually meant this was going to be a promise to the church, and the church is the fulfillment of Israel. And honestly, I, I don't I don't see that in the scriptures. I understand what they are saying, um, and it's, it's sometimes it may sound nice, but at the same time, it doesn't sound nice when it goes against God's word and what God's design is and the bible does talk about the fact that um, israel is an apple of god's eye and i, I would say, I tell you this i am apple of god's eye the bible says in ephesians that we are being brought near to god to the um so israel was made blind in part so that we as gentiles can come close to the lord and then he made one new man so he took the old man with the Jewish people, took the, the the new ones, which is the Gentiles, and made one new Hallelujah. man, one new creation. So and the same spirit that raised so us from a the Jewish dead person us. also needs Yeshua as their Messiah. So the fact is, yes, there is a blessing on the Jewish nation, and God's going to help them. And and I also want to be clear: the there is a God. We are in the we're getting closer and closer to the end times. And in the nineteen, I believe it was nineteen forty-eight, Israel became a nation. And then, obviously, I want you—I want—I want you to honestly to look at the, where Israel is. They're surrounded by Arab nations, and it's a small little piece, a strip of land. And huh? and I'm thinking, why is everybody fighting over this? So everybody's mm. fighting over this. If, if anything, it should be. Why so small? Israel, make it bigger, because the promise that was made to Abraham was up until the Euphrates River. Which goes all the way into Iran, Go, Iran. Lebanon. Iran belongs to, to Israel, to, to the descendants of Abraham. If you look in the scripture, the way that was promised to Abraham. Well, someone would say, well, Esau 
was a descendant of Abraham, wouldn't that be a case? And I'll say, yeah, probably, maybe that'd be also. But my point is, you can see the whole Arab na nation and a small little strip. So why are they fighting over this? Why location? is such a big deal? So obviously, so then, then you just have to say, okay, well, look at what happened over the years, whether it was Arafat, whether it was all these th people throughout the years, everybody wanted to have a piece of Israel. And then Israel gave things up, like uh, giving up Gaza. Because you know, Gaza wasn't belonging to the, they gave up Gaza, or they're giving up this. Or the West Bank, or... They'd be giving, giving up, giving up, giving up. And every time the Arab nations, the Palestinians, reject whatever Israel gives. Every time they, they give something, they always reject it, and there's always a war. Like the Six-Day War was because they rejected it. So they're always rejecting a piece. So I'm thinking, what they actually want... The Palestinians, what they actually want is no Israel at all. That's what they that want. That is the ultimate goal. And, that, and, and where does that ultimate goal come from? From Satan. Come, from Satan. Okay. And I think that's where we have to always remember there's a spiritual war going on. Mm. So just like you have this this absolute hatred of Jewish people, because even growing up, I, I, you know, they, you, you always heard about, I mean, I, I went to Jewish preschool, so, you know, but I always, there were always semblances of, you know, anti-Semitic, comments here and there people would say well look at the jews they're always so rich how come the jews have so much money because they keep the law of god because they keep the law of god mm -hmm. and so we know it's also well, not all the law but yeah but yeah but they keep principles which god put in place so we know there's a spiritual battle but we also know that the enemy gets in and manipulates people there so i also look i mean you know about the zionists mm -hmm. too right so there's also a faction of zionists who have infiltrated, I mean, you look at some of the, the Democrats in the United States of America who are, Jew, are claimed to be Jews, and what do they do? They are infiltrating the left and pushing the left, the, the Marxist ideology. You have Noah Yuval Harari, who is the right-hand man to Klaus Schwab, and he says, I'm a Jew, but he says, we will have no need for God, no need for Jesus. So we've also got to recognize that many Jewish people who don't know... Like Zelensky. Zelensky is also a Jew. Exactly. So you have many Jewish people who claim to be Jews who will say that, you know, that they, they, they are offering up these great truths and hope. But they've missed Yeshua. They've missed Yeshua. So we cannot, I think we cannot put everything in one basket and say Jew equals Israel, Jerusalem equals Israel, Israel equals Christian, Christian equals Jew. Therefore, no matter what, we've got to stand on this bottle of you know, fighting for, for this because there's so many pieces of this part, this puzzle. There's so many pieces. And the, uh, for me, okay, I, I'll leave it. You talk because I, I do have what I think should be an ultimate answer for Christians. Okay, well, no, no, keep it. What do you think the answer would be for Christians? So I think our number one focus mm -hmm. as Christians should be souls saved. Jesus said yeah, and to I think, his disciples. I think they agree with that. So, but, yeah. but no, no. So how People do you might respond? say they agree with it, but that's not how their words and their actions are coming out. So that means it's not, you don't focus just on the Jewish people. You also focus on the Palestinians. Absolutely. So you don't separate between Jewish person and oh, I don't like or Russians and Ukrainians. Right, so because, the, because can you not feel such great empathy for those moms whose babies are, are being murdered, whose boys are out there? You know, I mean, what kind on of... On both sides, on right? On both sides. Because mm. there's, 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 it, war is never beautiful. But what happens is that the enemy creates this. There's even a, a term called the fog of war, which means that there's confusion of war. And so, I, I, you know, I don't care how the rest of the world wants to respond. For me, the controversial part is as Christians, as Bible believing, Jesus following, 
God honoring questions. How should we respond to this? And the number one way I believe Jesus would say is we need to focus on souls being saved. We need to pray for the Jews to come to the revelation of knowing Yeshua HaMashiach as their Messiah. Yep, Romans 11. That's number one. He -hmm. said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. He says, first in Judea, then Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the ends of the earth haven't got there completely yet, but that is our number one. Number two, I don't think Christians, because Christians that are calling out for the destruction of, of Palestinians are just as bad. That's not Matthew 5.43. Pray for those who spi- um, who use you and spitefully... Well, you know. it's just a little bit cheap to say that. Too. Well, it's not cheap, but... but you but know, the, the point is, if, it's, if it happens to somebody's family, um, that's how you, a person will respond. So, But that's know, where there's a hatred that is perpetrated. If you think about how we grew up in South Africa, the hatred that was taught from generation to generation to hate black people. The hatred that's taught to an Arab person to, to, to hate Jews. The hatred that's taught to Jewish kids well, same to way, hate, way, hate Muslims. Yeah. Right? It's that, that, that hate, the message of hate. And I'm, I'm not getting on to the love is love thing. It's that God wants all to be saved and come to him. Yeah, but the question is how should we respond? Okay, so I understand the idea that we all need to win souls for Christ. I get that. But how do we respond? Because... If, if you're walking in this world and you're looking at the news, you must be so despondent because it seems like every single week there is something. Whether whether it's, if you look at the stock market, they talk about there's a crash. The crash is, was coming for the last two years, okay? I do think, I do believe there's going to crash coming, okay? Just so that everybody is aware. But they've been pushing this crash, which, and when they start speaking that continually, it's going to happen. But at the same time as you're having hearing wars, you're hearing rumors of wars, you're hearing of UFOs coming. Have you heard of UFOs? You hear of a comet heading towards the Earth in Stop 2028. There's going to be uh, a third of the Earth's going to be destroyed. Um, there's going to be um, starvation, um, hunger, famine, heat, heat waves, um, and there's going to be this, all this fire. You see there with a global warming. There's so many things. People must. People are panicking now. What's happening is uh, generally the two things happening. One, people look at this. And they become depressed. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, Anxiety increases. Yep. They don't want to be in this world. And so what happens is they run away from that by doing other things. Normally things that are not good. Alcohol or focusing on their pleasures, saying, oh, well, you know, I can't change it. That's, that's one way. Another way is people become numb. They just walk around numb. Like, and they just ignore it and ignore, they just get on with their little yeah, hamster wheel. Just, Let me just do what I need to do and, and all that. But Yeshua made a very important statement. He says, when you see these things, know that, this, that the end is near. And I think we should look and listen to Yeshua's words. So when we look at these things, know the end is near. Um, if I, I know the end, and the end is, I say, well, well, you say the end is uh, Yeshua comes and reigns. Yes. But when I'm saying the end, I know that Jerusalem um, is going to be a hub for the Antichrist. I, I know that there's going to be a temple in Jerusalem where... The two witnesses from God are going to be reigning in this temple for three and a half years. And nobody's able to touch them. And I know that from the scripture. I also know that it makes sense to me that they're they're going to be building this temple in Jerusalem, probably where the Dome of the Rock is. Because that's Mount Moriah. That's the place where it used to be. And wouldn't it make sense to build it at the same place? Now, for that to take place... The, the Muslim nation will have to give it up. 
What would make the Muslim nation give it up? Could it be that there's so much conflict and eventually they say, you know what, as a token of, of unification, of unity, we are going to find some kind of peace. And one way of peace is we're going to give you up one of the second most important sites in Islam, Dome of the Rock, and we'll let you build a temple there. And then we will be one, one people. I, I don't know. But I know that there's going to be some kind of reconciliation. Now, when reconciliation takes place, there's always, before that, there's a lot of fighting. And you're seeing this. You start, this could be the starting of it. It could be started for a number of years, like in the six... Six Day War in um, was the 1960s or 19, early 1970s or something like that, where there was a Six Day War, and so you're looking at where are we going? We have to get to that place where there's going to be wars, more wars, more rumors of wars. There's going to be lots of chaos. There's also going to be a, a, a direct targeting of Christians across the world. And there's going to be persecution of Christians. Currently, the West hasn't been faced much persecution. We have some of it, um, like Trudeau mentioning about Christians and Biden, Biden and, and all this kind of stuff. But it's it's what I'm saying is it's going to get more and more and more. So it's, we, mustn't, we mustn't get surprised by this. Mm -hmm. The point isn't this is what you call distractions. Let us let us keep the first things first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does that mean? That means expanding the kingdom of God, showing the love of Christ, setting people, the captives, free by the power of God, um, bringing them to, to Yeshua. That's the kingdom of God. Then it says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. In other words, we ourselves need to be walking in righteousness, especially with this world going around and all the media and all this kind of stuff. Even some things, we need to make sure that we are righteous in our thought life. It's very easy to be angry with Palestinians because the media says so, or angry with um, the white people because of some slavery nonsense that someone mentioned. Many times, the slavery happening all over the time, all over this world, even today, right? Which no one talks about. Or oh, you guys have a electric car or a non-electric car, um, therefore you don't really care about the about the environment, and I have an electric car. So it's that division. We have to just. And it's very easy to be angry with those people. We have to pray for them. Mm -hmm. And even, even Trudeau, mm -hmm. we have to pray for him. Lord, open up his eyes. Open up his eyes. It's too, and Biden. We have to yeah. pray. The Bible says pray for the leaders mm -hmm. of the land so, they be, so that you may have peace. I, I also have some things to add. I think yeah. those words that you shared, you know, that, that, that it, I mean, it sounds very depressing to say everything that you said, but I want to, you know, your encouragement of how we should respond is 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 valuable and, and i want to add on that which mm. is that number one our listeners should realize that none of this is a surprise to god none of this he knows what's going on and he knows each one of us by name and he sees us and did he make it happen hmm? did he make it happen how much more time do we have we have another two hours <laughs> okay and the second thing is so yes or no Wait, let me finish my okay. encouragement first. Okay. So my first thing is, none of this is a surprise to God. Okay? Mm. My second comment is, and this is where I have chosen to look at, at, at this at the time in my life, like everything that's happened, especially over the last three and a half years, is the Lord has chosen us to be in this time, like Esther 4.4, for such a time as this. 
I personally carry a a burden. I know you do too. You carry your a burden for for lost souls in 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 what in, and that's how you do what you do. And I have a burden that the Lord has given us this knowledge, and I have a responsibility to do all I can to help others, not only um, know what's going on in the world, but also to come to the saving full saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I encourage each person listening to say, Lord, you've given me this knowledge. You've put me here for such a time as this. What is it that you want me to do? Because he still, no matter what, he takes care of his people. I, I, I can't tell you how many scriptures I've read. I've told you I've been reading the book of Daniel, the way he looked after Daniel, and the way he looked after Hananiah, Mishael, and Hezael, the way he, he, takes care, he took care of Noah, the way he took care of Lot, of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you name it. Even the disciples who saw their death, death through a martyr's death, the Lord took care of them and, and he will take care of each one of us. And even if we know where we're going. So there's no need to, to be swallowed up by fear. There's no need to stress. There's no need for anxiety. Keep your eyes. Look, what does the Lord say? He says, watch and pray. You know what? Watch what the Lord is doing. Not watch what the enemy is doing. Watch what the Lord is doing. So that's my encouragement. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just double clicking on you, you know you spoke about double clicking on me on watch and pray, watch and pray. And sometimes when we look at the scripture, we think, oh, watch and pray. Someone you're watching for the enemy to come. Mm-hmm. That is not. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about watching and praying. When Yeshua was in the garden, he wasn't talking about the enemy. He was talking about the Father. Father, is there another way to? Do it? So in other words, what is your will? Mm-hmm. And I think when we watch and pray, what is the Father's will? Is what we should be watching. What is the Father's will? What does what He can, want us to do? What can we do? And then we need to pray according to His will. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, my eyes must be on the enemy. And like we spoke about in the past, sometimes in South Africa, these have these massive potholes. And to drive from point A to point B, it'll take you hours and hours and hours to drive. And so what we used to do is, instead of driving slowly, we used to go out quite fast, but we used to not look at the potholes. Because every time we looked at the potholes, what do they call it in Canada? The potholes? I don't know. What do they call it in Canada? A pothole is a, a... I don't know what they call it, yeah. When they call the holes in the road? Um, I think our listeners will know. Okay, anyway, so holes in the road. So when you look at those things, you, you, you normally tend to hit it. So instead of focusing on the holes, focus on the right road, and um, everything will be much better. So I think... Keep our eyes, I, I see this like this. Currently, believers are like like Peter. We've got outside the boat. There's a wave, there's storms on the left and the right. And when Peter took his eyes off the Lord, he started to sink. And when he started sinking, he started being concerned. He could be kind of like, and the Lord was there. So even though he was sinking, uh, the Lord reached out and grabbed him. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the, the key message is, isn't to go and sink. The key message is keep your eyes on what Yeshua said. Why did you doubt? Why did you look at the waves? Look, keep your eyes on me. And that's why the scripture says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, uh, perfect peace I'll have, I'll have those who keep their mind on him. So we need to keep, have, uh, keep our mind continually on him 24-7, mm-hmm. thinking about him all the time. What is he doing? What should we be doing? continually because in him we have peace mm-hmm. and and um, we will never have had this without Yeshua mm-hmm. and what he has provided and it's not 
And this is a marvelous thing that we can have a relationship with God. A marvelous, marvelous opportunity that we have a, a relationship with God. The Creator. The Creator that made that, that leaf that grows, that picks up sunlight, that converts it. I'm thinking... Into fruit and vegetables and things we can I eat. look at things and I go, wow, and that's my Father. Mm-hmm. And then, then we try to understand my Father. I don't understand him. If I don't even understand, just follow his his um, his commands and stop thinking about, oh, God knows all things. Yes, okay, he knows all things, but what does that got to do with what you're supposed to be doing? Well, how are you supposed to be responding? And and if God's chosen to know something and didn't know certain things, so what? So what? How do you know he know he's chosen not to know? It? How does that affect what you're doing exactly. today? Exactly. And so people get caught up in these mm-hmm. kind of hypothetical things where they can't even make a simple tomato seed grow with the electrons and and bringing a carbon and a different atom. I can't here. even grow things properly in my house. Let alone... I put it outside and I don't even plant them and things grow by themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I also just want to speak to those people who are listening to this who have children and think... And, and have fear for their children. I just sensed as you were speaking that people, someone listening is is worried about their children and saying, oh, Lord, how are my children going to survive? If things are getting worse, how are my children going to survive? I want to say to those people that your Lord, the Lord has given you those children also for such a time as this. And, and, and they will be raised up as mighty men and women of God to continue to impact this world for his kingdom. So you pray for those babies of yours, and you keep your eyes so, on him. So this can close in the thing. So mouths just close and pray. And pray for people. Okay, mm-hmm. you want me to pray? Mm-hmm. All right. So heavenly Father, ah, oh, I I thank you so much, Lord, that Andre, Holy Spirit, and I can just sit here and have this conversation because I know this conversation isn't possible without you, Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for giving Holy Spirit to us so that we can, we can just work our way through the maze of craziness that is this world. Lord, I thank you that you make things clear when we seek you, just like we're reminded of Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. You take care of us. You take care of that sparrow. How much more us, your precious children. I thank you for those listening, Lord, that they know who they are in you and just know what you've given them. And for those who are fearful for their their children, Lord, I just pray a special blessing over all the parents that are listening to this. I pray for their children, Lord. Help them to raise up mighty men and women for you, Lord. Your word says that your young men will dream dreams and your sons and daughters will prophesy. This is the time. This is the generation, Lord. I thank you for your touch, your Holy Spirit, upon all the children that are represented under the sound of my voice, Lord, that they will impact your kingdom in a mighty way by the blood of Yeshua. And we pray, Lord, for all the families that are being impacted by the conflicts and the wars. And the number one thing we pray for, Lord, help them to know your son. Help them to come to you to know your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, as their Lord and Savior. And I pray this all right now in the mighty name of your son. Amen.